Welcome to Say Your Peace, episode number 45. My name is Jay Moore. My name is Christiane, and today we have food blogger and brand manager Michelle Jang. Hi, guys. So excited. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome, Michelle. Um, So you are a long friend of mine. Long time friend, not long. Friend, oh yeah, you know really you're short, <laughs> but long time friend. Um, and last time we talked, you were living in the city, and now you're living in New York, but now you're in town. Mm-hmm. So, how was the adjustment from San Francisco to the New York life? I mean, San Francisco and New York are so different and the same at the same time. But I feel like San Francisco is just like my home base. I know this city like the back of my hand. And then when I go to New York, it's kind of fun to get lost in a place that, you know, you get you get to reinvent yourself, you get to meet new people and kind of like challenge mm-hmm. yourself. So it's been really cool to kind of put myself out there in, in a brand new city. What made you want to go over there? Well, um, I feel like everyone knew that I was like trying to be a food blogger when I was in San Francisco, like three years ago, I was like putting all of my time and all of my efforts, like writing about food trends, like talking about trending eateries in San Francisco. And then I got like my first big break working with the Warriors. And like, um, I have like a four part YouTube series with like Clay Thompson and the assistant coaches, like going through Chinatown and stuff. And so that was like, something that just really opened a lot of doors for me and I had no intention of moving whatsoever but I just started you know like thinking about what else was out there for me and Mm -hmm. I applied to this job and I basically just packed up all my shit in two weeks and I moved to New York and I was working at the best (laughs) restaurant in the world um it was definitely just like an offer I couldn't refuse um so I moved to New York and I became the brand manager at um the make it nice uh, restaurant group which is part of 11 Madison Park which is like three Michelin star like best restaurant in the world and to go from what I started to where I was at it was just such a blessing and it really just was so incredible so yeah I'm back it sounds just, real amazing <laughs> yeah like I'm back and I'm just excited to kind of like take it all in and just yeah <laughs> so I know for the longest um you were always interested in the Yelp like Yelp reviews and going Mm -hmm. to restaurants and you wanted to be Yelp elite. Mm -hmm. But what made you really want to focus on becoming a food blogger? Well, I felt like Yelp elite was like that, like first step to kind of being like, Hey, I wanted to blog, but I didn't want to fully invest in like building a website and like writing reviews and like getting my own traction. Um, And then once I started, you know, just like ditching that whole idea that I had to wait for permission to become something and I just like started doing it, I saw that I was getting more traction to my website, people to my Instagram and like speaking to people directly instead of like pumping all this work for Yelp. And like I would go to these Yelp elite events and I'm just like, this is so lame. Like there is like (laughs) a hundred people here waiting by the kitchen door waiting for hors d'oeuvres to come out like that is not the life for me and so (laughs) I just kind of felt like I was doing all this work and getting like no recognition no recognition and no reward for it and I just wanted something that was mine and uniquely mine and so that's why I really made the jump to create my own website you know to really go full-fledged on my Instagram and how did you come up with savor each bite Well, I felt like the name was something like I pondered about for months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting something, it 
it's so like trivial, but like the name that you like want to be associated with becomes like your identity. And I just wanted kind of something to hide behind a little bit. Like I didn't want it to just be like Michelle Jang um, because (laughs) I had my own personal Instagram. I just wanted a place where I can like document all the stuff that I ate um, and all the cool places that I went. Um, And I really liked, originally I really liked the name Worth Each Bite, um, but it was already taken. And so I really (laughs) to kind of keep in that same momentum and change it up a little bit. And I just came up with like savor each bite because when it comes to food, you want to be able to like taste every little flavor and enjoy it down to the last bite. And so that's what I came up with. Savor each bite sounds a lot better. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm real happy that you, you did that. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. I'm just hoping I don't grow tired of it. (laughs) So you briefly talked about working with the warriors um, significantly, you worked with Clay Thompson. I was just telling Jay Moore about that uh, yesterday. Yeah. I think he's a little jealous because he has a thing called the curry curse. I have seen that. Every <laughs> time you try to do something, right? Yeah. Every time I end up trying to work with the Warriors, something happens. That's it's it's so hella funny. weird. It's not yeah. even hella just weird. curry. It's like with Clay, mm-hmm. too. Well, like kind yeah. of like indirectly you know, you're working with me. I've worked with them. So like, kind yeah. <laughs> of a little bit. <laughs> so I don't know if Jaymar actually really hung out with the Warriors like that due to his experience with the curse, but you were mm-hmm. able to hang out with Clay. Yeah. That and was I remember really cool. Everyone getting so crazy about it. Me, myself included. Yeah. So jealous. Um, what kind of person is he like? It's really hard to tell because, you know, like with these athletes, I feel like there's kind of like a persona, like they're just like very cool, like super swaggy, but it's really just hard because you only work with them for maybe like an hour and an hour and a half. Um, And to be quite frankly with you, I don't really watch basketball at all. I just thought he was like so hot, like, oh my God, like (laughs) I'm so excited to work with him. He's so hot. But I was so nervous. This was like my first time. This was supposed to only be like a YouTube series. And then it later was like on TV. So I was a little bit embarrassed that I wasn't like more charismatic or like more charming when I was on TV (laughs) with him. But he made me really nervous because I look like a small little being compared to him. And he's like long and like stocky. (laughs) And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, we would make an awkward couple. (laughs) I know, you'd be like climbing up a tree. Oh, yeah. And I like would read let me those. Cl- let me climb up <laughs> on that mountain real quick. <laughs> and like, I remember when the videos came out, like I would read. Oh, my God. I, if you do anything, never read the comments on videos that like you're featured in, because that's one way to like really bring down your self-esteem. Oh, I would shut read up. I would read the YouTube comments and they're like um, the way that girl is looking at him <laughs> and say like weird shit. And I'm like, I know. I know, girl, I know. Here's a question that probably gets people a little bit curious for food bloggers. And some people might think that food bloggers have actually a really good metabolism. That's why they can eat whatever they want. Mm -hmm. You have to find your own balance when you're trying out these restaurants and like, yeah absolutely yeah absolutely (laughs) but like christian you've known me for so long like i inhale food like i inhale food like i'm small but i can eat multiple meals how many times have we been to like all you can eat sushi or something i was just gonna say because i remember you taking me to an all you can eat sushi and i was like oh my god this place is so good and they kept eating (laughs) 
yeah we'll just like <laughs> go take a break outside and then come back and like I honestly think if I wasn't a food blogger I could be a competitive like eater maybe <laughs> like maybe not like a hot dog but like like a taco yeah yeah so what kind of balance like do you have so do you like just eat really well in the mm-hmm. morning and then yeah the it all I try to, especially in New York, I try like really hard to, you know, just like cook my meals at home from like on the weekdays. But it's hard because the charm of New York is like going out to the restaurants, going out to the cocktails. Um, And so it's hard. Like if I can have self-control one week, like I'll do it. But then it all goes out the window on the weekends because, you know, like you're trying to have a good time. You're bouncing from place to place. Um, I just try to be cognizant of like, eating too much rice because that is like my kryptonite like I will eat rice all day every day Mm -hmm. um but that will bloat me up so quick it is important to find a balance of like not drinking too much you know like not eating out too too much and just being intentional with the places that you are checking out like Mm -hmm. you don't have to take every free meal just because it's free right Mm -hmm. so when you look for these restaurants what exactly are you trying to check off before you go there Yeah. So when I look for restaurants, I look for like the interior aesthetic, um, the type of food it is um, and like what the hype is there. Cause like generally we're attracted to places like, you know, like what is the hype? Like, why are people waiting here? And like in New York, it's really easy because like being in the industry, like, you know, what places are opening. um, There's a lot of friends and family events that you can kind of check it out before the opening. And it just feels like you're live, like you're in it. And it's cool because everyone that like I work with knows like all of the hippest like restaurants and like where to check out if you're looking for Italian if you're looking for Japanese like what is the price point and so I try to find restaurants that have like a unique spin on it like if you had to choose dinner here like why is it special Mm. so what's a place that you'd recommend for us here Vanessa I feel like (laughs) I literally can't let anyone leave San Francisco without going to Liho Liho Yacht Club like oh that my is God. my that is my favorite spot, and I will say that with my whole ass chest. Like I love that place. I've never been there before. There. It's yeah. beautiful, and the food is delicious. They have like a speakeasy little bar downstairs, and it's just like such an experience. Like every dish is so flavorful and so unique. Like their dessert is like a signature baked Alaska that's like kind of on fire a little bit, and it's mm-hmm. like so cool. Have you been to a restaurant in Sac yet? In Sac, um, yeah, because that's where I, Jamar is at. <laughs> so, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I've only been to like this one brunch spot that kind of is next to. I don't know. It's like downtown Sacramento. It's like American brunch spot. It's like next to this like club looking thing. Oh, I know. I know what you're on. Do you know what I'm talking about? I forgot what it's called. Yeah. But you know. I know, okay, I know so exactly know. where it's at. Yeah, that's the yeah. only place that I've been. I'm, I know that I don't want to talk about too much about the New York City foods because I, everyone can agree in comparison to the LA food and the San Francisco food, New York food is so much better. It's right? superior. Like, yeah, so however, it's like- there are certain <laughs> things that New York, I feel like, doesn't do well. Um, I feel like New York doesn't do Mexican food well, and they definitely don't do Vietnamese food well, oh, which is like yeah. something we like, you know, we go to like Kevin's noodle house or whatever you like walk down the block. There's like, pho. you can buy it anywhere. Um, but there's like, maybe like one good pho spot like in the area. And it's super expensive. 
yeah and so, like mexican food is just like a lost cause i feel like, <laughs> like i think i think i i can see that too because when i went to dc i was talking to my sister's friend we were all at happy hour and we were mm-hmm. we were talking about how the sushi in dc is not that great mm-hmm. and i noticed that geographically the reason why that the Bay Area or California has really good sushi is because the Pacific Ocean is right there. We're closer mm-hmm. to Japan. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think about why our Southern cuisine is not as great out here than it is mm-hmm. in the East mm-hmm. Coast because mm-hmm. geographically we're farther away. Absolutely. And then, the same, and then when you go to the Philippines, when you ask for spicy or mild It'll be mm-hmm. spicy because Korea is right there. So like whatever mm-hmm. their definition of spicy is, that's spicy. Absolutely. Here, it's just right? like a melting mm-hmm. pot of whatever's around. Yeah. But do you think that the San Francisco food scene is better than the LA scene or the LA scene is better than the San Francisco food scene? Oh, that's so hard. Such a big <laughs> debate. Every that time. so hard. It's like hard because I can't be like trash in my own city like that (laughs) you know like you really gonna make me say this like while it's being recorded um but I feel like San Francisco like has a lot more like respectable like fine dining places like now that I've grown up like there's a lot more like sophisticated restaurants here like we have Napa Valley like so close um yeah but I feel like Los Angeles like the cuisine is like more adventurous and like more innovative and like when you just go down there like maybe it's the weather but like I don't know I just feel like they got some really good food out there (laughs) they have some good variety Mm -hmm. that's something that I can definitely agree with they have more Instagram worthy places I would say yeah but sometimes the Instagram stuff is like it's all for show and it's not really good which sucks Mm -hmm. because then you're paying like LA New York prices for something that really should have just been like five dollars but I feel like there's just so many cool like trends that they're doing. Like I have gone down to LA like six times and I still haven't had Howlin' Rays. How is that line always three hours long? Oh. <laughs> like how? Like I don't understand. Yeah. Like you guys have been open for how long and mm-hmm. I still can't get my hands on a sandwich. Like, mm-hmm. do you think so- I'll just be door dashing it when I'm out there. See, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Instagram scene is like a, uh, well, do you think that the Instagram photo taking food scene really fucked up the like like the industry yeah I would say that's hard because yes and no like when I started doing this it was like yes gravitate towards the most like photogenic thing and like as I've grown up and like my taste has evolved like you know, when you go out to restaurants, like restaurants are just trying to put forth the best type of food. They're not like, oh, make sure that this has drizzle all over it because that's what people want. But when I work with restaurants, like that's stuff that we keep in mind for like photos and videos because that's what's exciting and that's what people want to see. But like, I don't like the idea of like restaurants engineering what they're doing just for Instagram. Like, I don't think that's right. Um, I think like being able to like use Instagram as a tool to market what you have is more effective that way. But, you know, like being like, hey, we're going to create this like crazy waffle brunch rainbow thing. Like, you know, it's kind of just a lot. And so you get it for the picture, but like, are we all going to eat this? So just like something to consider when you know, restaurants are like putting new uh, food menu items or like when you're going out to take something because you don't want to spend 
like a shit ton of money on something you don't really want to eat. Yeah, that's true. I, I've I've done that. Like I went to places where I just want the picture, but then I eat mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, oh, it's not really that good. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who wants this? And like, I've been there so many times and I have just tried to like veer myself away from like getting that one item that is like the thing that you're supposed to get if it doesn't actually look that appetizing or if I'm not going to eat it because it's a waste of my money and it's like a waste of our time to be there. So trying to be like conscious of like what we're ordering because it's, I'm just like food bloggers shouldn't order the entire menu. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just these people work hard and like they are like, in the kitchen all day and like we you just want to be respectful to their art and um you know help them promote in a way that makes the most sense yeah does it feel like that when you go to a restaurant you have to order the whole thing though because I know no no I feel like when I first started off I was like really obsessed with like doing flat lays and like having everything on the menu and like I see bloggers do that now like order everything on the menu and like that's just like not my style anymore like I would rather just like highlight something that is like their signature or something that I want to eat or something that's like enticing for my audience and just kind of thinking beyond just like the world of Instagram yeah yeah I feel you on that Mm -hmm. I noticed before that you had hella food in your Mm -hmm. picture right yeah like it was just (laughs) like more like food porn everything is pouring and it's like seven ice cream scoops like don't get me wrong like if you give me 12 ice cream scoops I will eat it but like, if you give me like a sundae that ha- is like super massive or like a pile of fries with like seven burritos, like cut in half, it's just like, Lord, I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, I don't know how to do yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat something with 24K carat gold on it too? Oh my God. Are you talking about the chicken wings? No, I was just talking about it in general. They, what chicken wings are you talking I, about? There, <laughs> there are these like 24 karat like chicken wings or something. They're like chicken wings like dusted with like edible glitter or gold. I yeah. would eat that. I would eat chicken wings, but like, I don't know. I don't know what else. I looked it up and I was like very curious. I'm like, can you even eat gold? I don't know what that would taste like. I feel like <laughs> you can. That's some rich people shit for sure. Yeah, well, from what I found, it said that you can eat it, but it's not going to digest. So it's just going to go in and out. I don't know what you're going to taste, but that's for sure. So like you'll just see it in the toilet? Yes, you'll see see flakes in the toilet, brother. You'll see it. (laughs) That's crazy. I don't know. I'm getting legit hungry just talking (laughs) right now. Like my stomach is growling. (laughs) Dude, I really want to try Liho Liho. Everyone talks about that. I'm just like, it's so good. Place before it's it's it's, it's like Hawaiian, right? Yeah. So it's like Hawaiian like fusion, and I think they kind of like merge with like like a few other like Asian cuisines. Um, Yeah. So like maybe like Indian a little bit. Like um, yeah, I haven't been there in a while, but like they have this clams dish that's really good that comes with like mm-hmm. a non like bread and their baked Alaska dessert is so good um and they also create like a few specialty like spam masubis like their own yeah. I feel like you can Ooh. actually pass on that one because okay. it, I'm like it I thought it was going to be really good because they only make like 20 a day but I felt like mm-hmm. it wasn't that impressive but always worth a try you know yeah so it's seems like that you're very consistent as a food blogger but I'm quite curious do you ever feel feel like that you were at a stump as a food blogger before yeah absolutely I think honestly the time that I felt that I was at a stump the most was when I moved to New York because 
when I moved to New York, I was now like putting all of my effort and all of my time creating content for a different company. And like, I was watching their accounts go up and up and up and up. And I just like was so burned out to even look at my page or to like go out and shoot. And cause I was doing that every single day. Like I was in the kitchen, I was working with chefs. I was like taking photos and editing all the time that on the weekends, I was just like, do not give me that camera. And it was really hard for me because my blog and like my Instagram is something that I poured my heart and soul into for so long. And I think I, it got to that point where I was just like, you know, like, what are my goals? And like, I just wanted to kind of take a step back and focus on like what I can actually contribute to the industry. And I just found like my strengths are really like creating content and like helping restaurants propel forward. And I just tried to like focus less on like what I was doing and like what I wasn't doing for myself and like the actual energy I was putting out. And like, when I took a look at all the things that I was doing, I just found like little accomplishments within everything. And I just started to kind of change the perspective a little bit. So how do you help restaurants? Because I know you mentioned that a few times already. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I work with restaurants and like I do all of their content creation and I help manage their social media. So like I've worked with restaurants that are like mom and pop, st- mom and pop stops, sorry, mom and pop stores that don't really know what Instagram is. And then like explaining that to them and just like giving them like the very like bare bones of that and then to the point of like also working at like Michelin star restaurants where you know like they know that they need marketing they know that they need social but they just don't know how to like tackle it in this new wave of like influencers and promotions and things like that so like being able to kind of be that like liaison between the two and be like hey this is what people like and this is what I can offer you and this is what will help make your restaurant successful you'd be really surprised about how many people don't know what Instagram is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I have so many like trainings with people who I'm like teaching them how to use IG stories or like how to put geotags and locations. And like, I don't know if you've ever helped your parents with technology, but like, it's like that. <laughs> oh, you know, that's a you good know, analogy. You're just like, okay, and here's where you tag people. Like this is mm-hmm. the location. And so I think it just comes with being patient. Yeah. Kind of like when you call technical support and they mm-hmm. always say some shit like, have you turned it off? Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, imagine if I'm like the Instagram tech support, they're just like, Michelle, put this up there. I don't know what you're going to do. Just put it up there. Right. So like, I'm that person. <laughs> so Michelin restaurants, did you work with any famous chefs yet? Or, I mean, I probably wouldn't know yeah. any famous chefs besides Gordon. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so. yeah. So like at 11 Madison Park, I worked with Daniel Hume, um, and he is really, really notable chef. Um, and also like Dan Barber. I don't know if you guys know him. He's like super amazing. Um, if you guys want to like learn a little bit more about 11 Madison Park, there's like a Netflix show about them called Seven mm. Days Out. And it's like really, that's exactly what it feels like every day. It's just like perfection. Like we, we expect perfection. Like if you come into the restaurant and you flip the plates, the logo is going to be facing you. Like that's how precise everything is. And like, Whoa. yeah, it's just, you know, just Never when really you, thought of that. like <laughs> so the caliber of, you know, just like standards that they expect are just on a different level. And it really just like shapes you up a little bit. Yeah. It's like, we are not filming seven ice cream scoops anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be intimidated. So, yeah, it was really scary for like, a while. I, is my zipper really zipped up all the way? Like, <laughs> like 
I have to be on my toes. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't even have to tell us a name, but I'm just curious. Have you ever came across like an asshole chef or an asshole person? Not an asshole chef, but I did see, I did photograph Martha Stewart and like Whoa. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> wow. Um, do you guys remember Andrew Zimmerman? Look at, look at me name dropping. Um, <laughs> but like, do you guys remember Andrew Zimmerman? I don't. Like, no. like he's the one that uh, eats like the weird foods like all around the world. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he's like bald. Yeah, like I I've um photographed him as well. And so it was just cool to be like, oh my God, I used to watch you like on TV and you're like here in mm. person. But everybody has been super nice, but also I haven't had the chance to like talk to them really mm. because I'm just like some scrub person. <laughs> so you know? they ask so, you to take photos of them, right? So like they ask yeah, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So but it's like you know, we, we don't have the downtime to like have a conversation and get to know one another. But I feel like chefs always have that, um, stereotype of being like really like Nazi in the kitchen, you know, just like really, really like hard. Um, and I feel like at some point in their lives, they fit that stereotype. And it's just a matter of like, whether or not they grow, grow out of it. Cause you are like, training a bunch of people in the kitchen that are like flown in from all over the world and Mm -hmm. everything needs to be precise and like perfect and on the plate when it needs to be there Mm -hmm. so what was neil patrick harris doing there um so we had like a spring gala and he was our um he was hosting the auction Mm -hmm. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. So we needed someone who was like, was like charismatic, but also yeah. kind of energize a crowd. I so love him. it was cool. It was really I'm cool. So jealous. Yeah. Would you say that you were more starstruck with Neil Patrick Harris, Martha Stewart than you were with Clay Thompson? I mean, Martha, I was definitely more starstruck because she was looking really good. I was like, oh, she came wow. in, suede moto jacket, thigh high boots, and I was like, she went to jail. I don't think she went to jail. She I looked really her. good. And you know, <laughs> yeah. her and her like um Snoop Dogg collab. Like I love that. Yeah. So it was really cool to just see Martha Stewart in the flesh. So you didn't meet Snoop Dogg yet? No, but like no. definitely on my list. Definitely yeah. on my list. I met him before. Really? Where? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I met him before um at a at the club when he was DJing. <laughs> so um what's the 1015 Folsom? Oh, all great stories start start with 1015. We love 1015. <laughs> so it's uh it's closed now unfortunately because of COVID. Mm. But basically it was after how the West was won that festival mm-hmm. like years ago and he was DJing at 1015 for like an after party and then someone wow. told us to go on stage. Like mm. you come on And stage. you couldn't miss your chance. I, I could. <laughs> I couldn't. So I I went on there. Someone had me on video. Like he was on his turntable and, you know, he was doing his thing. He was high. And I was like, you know, Uncle Snoop, you know, so there's a video of me going like dropping it like it's hot. <laughs> you know? And then uh, I think afterwards they're like, oh, yeah, you can come and, and take a picture with him. And I was like, oh, shit. The VIP meet and greet. Dude. It was me and my little sis and this girl that we just met there. I don't know what the hell. I, I don't know how we I think we're still friends on Instagram. But um, we all took a picture with with him. And my friend goes, or my little, she's like, 
um, can we take another picture? I don't even like this. And she looked up at Snoop and she goes, my dad loves you. <laughs> and, then, and Snoop was just like, you know, he was high. So he's just like, like this. And I told him, I was like, oh, he was wearing a Laker, Laker jacket. I was like, you should put mm-hmm. on a warrior sweater, you know? And he's just like, smile at me, smile at me high. But I met him before. He's cool. <laughs> I'm always He's like, get these, get these girls. I know they were here. like, get, get, get her the fuck off me. You know, Jamar met a lot of celebrities already too. So, ooh, okay. So, Jamar, if you can have dinner mm-hmm. with um three celebrities, one for like an appetizer, one for like a main course, and one for a dessert, who would it be? I love mm. this question. I think it would have to be all comedians. It would be yeah. Kevin Hart. Kevin okay, Hart. Okay, but for appetizer? Yeah, because he's okay. a little, you know, <laughs> he's a little too much. You know, I don't want to spend the whole night talking to him. Uh, what's the next one? Um, like for your main probably, course, who are we having this meal with? Dave Chappelle. Ooh. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then the last and final dessert course. And the night complaining about everything, Bill Burr. Mm. okay you probably know the answer to your own question michelle but who would you have <laughs> uh, i mean i honestly haven't thought about it but i would say <laughs> um hmm. i am gonna go out of order here but i'm gonna say for my main course i think i would have oh not have i would eat with uh michael b jordan like why why stop oh there? my god <laughs> why stop there um, for an appetizer, I would have what's that guy in uh, Crazy Rich Asians that like Henry Gold, oh. Henry Golding or Henry Gold, whatever. He is fine, yeah. and I will have him for an appetizer. <laughs> you would have him for an appetizer. You wouldn't, you wouldn't um, eat with him as you know for appetizers. But all the appetizers come out. <laughs> um, and I think for dessert. Hmm. Like maybe Michelle Obama, like oh you know, oh my god, yeah, mm. like you good. know, two women just being grown eating some cheesecake or something. I feel like that that's an interesting cool. mix. That was mm-hmm. a major twist for dessert. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, let me eat with these fine ass men real quick, and then I'll and then like Michelle. simmer down, simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> that's what really about you, Christian? Shoot. Okay. Let me, I think the main course is like a really good question to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. Steph Curry. Main oh, course. wow. We, I've always been obsessed with Steph Curry from the beginning. You know yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph Curry, number one. I've tried to meet him like eight times. Loyal, loyal. Yeah. <laughs> Appetizer. Oh, maybe because I watch Criminal Minds a lot. Shamar Moore. <gasps> Wait, who's that? Oh, Shamar Moore with Morgan. Ooh. Yes, sir. Girl, yes. Bless. Yes. Derek knows that I talk about these two men a lot. So <laughs> but, nice, um, nice. Okay, so the, for the final one for dessert. The final to close out the night. This is gonna set the vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like dun, 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 dun. We're trying to make sure that the night is very perfect. Okay. <laughs> To close out the night, I probably have uh, dessert with Ellen. Wow, Ellen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like kind of wow. I didn't see I, that. Yeah, I want to like, Ellen. Ellen. Mm, yeah, mm. Um, like give me five hundred iPads, Ellen. Yeah, I want. 
dessert, give me TV Ellen because she'll pop out with something that I can come back with. Like, mm, because I love you so much, I'm going to go ahead and give you a ticket to see Justin Bieber or some shit like that. Okay, so I wanted to do a quick food debate with you. And I think this is a really good debate because we already talked about San Francisco and LA debate, right? Like, which one's mm-hmm. better, da-da-da. But I really want to get to know the answers or your thoughts on, like, these few questions. Mm-hmm. So the first one being, do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? I love pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I know that's super unpopular opinion. Like, I will not say that out loud in New York, though. Like, that that mm-hmm. shit will get you rocked. <laughs> oh, like, you can't even ask right. for ranch in New York. Like what? that. Yes. Um, but in New York, people eat, like, hot honey on pizza, which is a game changer. Honey on pizza is so good. Honey um, on pizza. Okay. Yes. Honey on pizza, especially if it's like hot honey mixed with like chili oil or something, like that's yeah. their jam. But if mm. when I first moved there, I would like ask, you know, like, oh, like Hawaiian pizza. They don't, they don't straight up don't even sell Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they have signs that say, do not ask for ranch. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm very shook. I do, I do want to say that I did um, create a blog that says, um, which is the best pizza I've ever had because mm-hmm. my first job ever was round table. So oh, wow. Yeah, bitch. I, I had all the, all you can eat buffets that still exist today. I was eating all of it. I gained <laughs> hella pounds, you know? So my, my thing for pizza, it has to be like top notch. Mm-hmm, I tried mm-hmm. the pizza in Milan. I forgot the name of the place. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. Sorry, Milan, Italy. Talk about Italy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Chicago deep dish. I thought I would figure out that I'm a Chicago deep dish person. I'm not. I'm not either. It's yeah. too much. You I are. Am. Hell yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a manly pizza. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like as a woman, like that's not when you ask any woman, like she's not like, yeah, I want a deep yeah. dish pizza. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Like <laughs> I want something else that's deep, but not deep dish. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> she said it. She said it. I'm a New York thin crust type of girl. Ooh, okay. I hate thin crust. A- <laughs> I hate the crust. He wants his like, what's this doing on a cracker, yo? <laughs> that's actually a good analogy. Yeah, that's true. Do you think hot dog can be considered as a sandwich? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Yes. It looks like a sandwich, and you put toppings on it, and you customize it. For PB and J sandwiches, what do you put on first, the peanut butter side or the jelly side? I. I'm such a loser, but I don't like jelly. So really? I only put peanut butter. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I don't like jelly. It's just like me. Mm-hmm. I only <laughs> don't like, like jelly. Butter. Like jelly? I don't know. Like peanut butter, banana? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Creamy or crunchy? I'm a loser. <laughs> creamy? Like creamy. It's like. I guess super crunchy. <laughs> you get super crunchy? Doesn't it get like all like. I, know, I like, like the texture. Mouth. In and out or five guys? Mm-hmm. I would say five guys. Five oh. guys. I know. I don't like oh. in and out. I will oh my god. That. I will take it to the grave. I don't like it. I'm more of like a Shake Shack person. Like Shake Shack is so good, but I understand like it's kind of like a different style. And yeah. Yeah. So it's like people who are in and out fans are just like die hard in and out fans. Is it caramel or caramel? I say caramel. 
So Same. it's a little bit of the second. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. I say caramel. <laughs> I think a good one is, do you think pizza is a pie? No. no. I don't no. like, <laughs> I, I can understand why it's called like, I, because in New York people call it a pie, but like yeah. mm -hmm. a pie to me has like a filling and a center mm -hmm. and, but maybe other people would challenge me and tell me that that's wrong. I do want to ask this question before we move on to the lightning round and asking mm -hmm. for your final thoughts. How have you been trying to update your food blog during the pandemic? Because I imagine that you had to switch it up to, to go orders and can agree that takeout orders are not the same. Sushi is not the same in a takeout order. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, definitely. It was really hard to kind of pivot from, you know, like doing restaurant reviews and like covering like experiences and tastings and stuff like that when you're just in the four corners of your own apartment. So I think when, you know, I had some time to kind of sit with my goals and just try to think of like how to um, change some of the content that I'm putting out right now. Um, I think one, the most immediate thing is like updating my website because like, you know, when you have that free time to like sit around, you kind of like pinpoint things that you want to fix. And then being able to pivot from like recipes, like doing my own recipes or like taking recipes that I found on Pinterest and just like um, recreating them or like trying to add like some kind of twist to them um, and photo shoots happening in my own apartment and doing like client campaigns in my own apartment, doing it safely, making sure that like you know, like we're fit, we're fitting all of the campaign requirements, but also like not going outside. So like, how hard mm. is that? It's like, oh yeah, like we're going to send you some alcohol, but you can only shoot it in your apartment. And like, how many fun corners can you shoot in your apartment until you run out of inspiration, you know? Mm -hmm. And so just trying to, you know, stay energized by like what everybody else is doing, but also like not trying to compare yourself and like you know, using Pinterest as inspiration to try to find new ideas and kind of come out of your shell a little bit. So it was challenging in a really good way because I have never been like much of a home cook, but I had all of these like beautiful plates and stuff that I've used for photo shoots. And so it was just a matter of like taking what I have created and then just trying to create something beautiful and like doesn't have to be perfect, but at least it's mine. Let me go ahead and do this lightning round with you. It's not that okay. bad. It's just icebreaker okay. questions. I think the goal of it is so is just to let you let us know right away, kind of like the food debate. Okay. That's the first thing that comes to your mind. Before okay. we go into the lightning round, was there anything else that you want to share with us or for food bloggers who probably have been dying to hear from you since they want to engage with you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think that people want to know? How sure. Maybe for like people who want to start doing mm -hmm. like, or becoming a food blogger, what's like the first step you would tell them? Yeah, that's actually something that people ask me a lot. And I feel like my number one tip is to stop waiting for permission and just do it. Like, just don't like, forget the Yelp, forget like the Instagram and like the blog, just do it. Like whatever you feel like you want to do. Like if you want to start a blog, start it. If you want to start an Instagram but you're like afraid your photos aren't going to look good and blah, blah, blah. There's, the market is so saturated. But if you just keep thinking about it, I guarantee like in one year, like you'll still be thinking about it and like you will not have made any moves. And that's the worst part, you know, just to be thinking mm -hmm. about an idea and never executing it. And I think when I was 
first starting out, I spent so long thinking about what my Instagram name was going to be like, it was going to be the most life changing thing. But if I had just started with my name, I would have had like four extra months to just like be putting out content out there. So I think to just get out of your head a little bit and just start wherever you are. It doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be the most polished. It just needs to happen. So I think that would be my number one tip. I think definitely good advice. I think trying to get into this notion where you shouldn't really consider what other people think. I just, I read this good advice the other day that if you're not consuming your own products, then there's something wrong with your business. Like if it's not something mm-hmm. that you would do for yourself, if it's not something that you're interested in, then you got to change it up. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So. And, and I feel like a lot of people like want to get into food blogging because it's like, yeah, I get to eat free food and people send me stuff, but it's like a lot of work to even get to that point. And like, if that's what you're doing this for, like, that's not going to make you happy in the long run. Like you need mm-hmm. to really enjoy like sharing with an online community, like going out and like eating at restaurants and like talking to chefs and things like that. And like giving other people a lens to like a world that they might not be able to tap into. Like if I'm talking about a restaurant in San Francisco, like I want to make sure people in LA and um, New York are excited about it and they're bookmarking it for the future. And I feel like that's like the most effective way to kind of launch your content, you know, instead of being like, oh, I want to start because I saw this person doing this and like, I want to get this and you know how it is like in the world that we live in. And it's so hard, you get really caught up. And I feel like just focus on all the like little steps in front of you and eventually you'll get where you need to be. Yeah. Moving on to the lightning round. Okay. It is time. Okay. Let's go into the lightning round. If you were to meet anyone in the world right now, who would it be? Um, Daniela Soto Eanes. I feel like I'm butchering her name, but she is like, um, she's just been nominated as like the best like female chef. And she has like all these amazing like Mexican restaurants in New York. And I feel like I would love to like sit down with like a really strong like female chef and get their perspective because I've worked in restaurants where it's like very male dominant. And I just want to see like how the experiences like translate into like a female led kitchen versus like a male led kitchen and what those differences are. So I think that would be like someone that I would really want to meet and like get their wisdom. If you were to pick what type of food you would be, which type of food would you be and why? Um, could I pick like a category of food? Like, do I have to pick one food? One food? Pick one food. Okay. Um, I think I would be a dumpling. Oh, why? <laughs> I feel like dumplings are just like so homey. And like, you know, you can never get tired of a dumpling. And there's in every culture, there's some kind of a dumpling. Like, you know? Yeah. I could be a ravioli, essentially. <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh, so I, you know what you were saying? Like, is a ravioli a dumpling? No. Why not? Yeah, ravioli. It, 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 it actually, yeah. Could a ravioli be a dumpling? Technically. That's, that's technically. one of my debatable things that now that I'm talking about it, it's like, yeah, is a ravioli a dumpling? If you could take three things to a desert island, what would they be? A desert island. Um, a phone? <laughs> a phone? <laughs> <laughs> I Instagram your, your food on the island. Like- no, I can play Spotify. 
you know, oh my god like, have something you know, to do yeah, on a like, desert island okay um a phone other things. maybe like a bottle of wine no 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 like a case of wine it sounds like i'm gonna be there for a long time mm-hmm. how long are you <laughs> are you how long is she gonna be there like forever the world is your oyster and some tanning oil because you know a girl gotta get some color <laughs> like if i'm out there like might as well make the best of a bad time oh for sure get an umbrella that's for sure I'm oh yeah but enough. you know me and you <laughs> built different you're <laughs> like, like i'm trying to get dark i'm trying um, to get dark what is your guilty pleasure? Um, my guilty pleasure, uh, I would say, hmm. To help you out, my guilty pleasure is watching a lot of chick flicks. Oh. Like, oh. like a walk mm. to remember. That is like my all-time favorite movie. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like mine would probably be similar. Like I watch a lot of really trash reality TV. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, like, like Love Island. Yeah. I heard a lot of people watch that too. (laughs) So good. It's so good. Like I love like the hot bodies with the accents, like talking to each other, like bitching about dating each other in British accents. (laughs) Like that's so hot. Um, yeah, and I also watch like a lot of criminal minds too. So like two spectrums. Like I want to see hot people fighting over how much they love each other and then also people chopping their significant yeah. others in half. <laughs> yeah, for 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 guilty pleasures I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls like in the daytime. <gasps> wow. Yeah. But then at night I'll watch Criminal Minds, you know, I kind of want to I want to see so death much. right before I go to bed. <laughs> who hurt you? Yeah, I know. Um Jamar, what's your guilty pleasure? I've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. My best friends watch that. I can't. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I, I watch like still, every, every single thing. Yo, they come out with like a new episode every week and then like a different <laughs> series like every other month. Are you also watching like the follow up shows where it's like Mama's Boys or something? Like oh, no, that? no, not, not, not that like, one. I don't watch oh that one. Yeah. Those shows on that, like, mm-hmm. what is it on TLC, TLC or something? Yeah, it's wild. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. I like it. I didn't know that they came up with something like every fucking week, though. Yeah, it's like before the 90 days, after the yeah. 90 days. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. that oh, my God. They're so it's fake. Is Just it like little... real or is it fake? No, it's I, they say it's real, but sometimes I'm like, that shit is just too crazy. Like, how do real. you how did you guys talk to each other? There's a translator. Like, how is it? Oh, real? yeah. And they just meet like online and stuff. And then they go yeah. like they move everything to like a different country. Right. But like, see, damn. I feel like we enjoy watching all this stuff because like the world around us is like falling to shit. So mm-hmm. we're just like, yeah. we just give me the weirdest thing that mm-hmm. I was just about to say at this point, shit. Mm-hmm. sky's the limit right now right i'll yeah. watch anything i'll watch spongebob at this point <laughs> mm-hmm. thanks for coming on it was a great talk i learned so much about food blog he's over here starving he, like yeah i'm i'm starting <laughs> like, to get, get hangry over here yo yeah, he's like oh, <laughs> shit all right y'all see y'all next week subscribe like and follow favor each bite oh thank you bye guys <laughs>